0: I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Okay. Good morning, everybody. So, for those of our uh, brothers and sisters who are uh, demonstrating in uh, Washington, kudos, and uh, they're doing their stolos, and we will do our stolos today by learning Torah Barabim, and uh, we beseech—we all for the same purpose. We beseech from a Baruch that it should uh, bring a swift and complete victory. All the chatufim should be returned unharmed and and soon. And Hashem should continue to protect our brothers and sisters, civilians, and Chayelim and Chayelot. And uh, all holy so should have a quicker for So with that, we will begin. So now, we are actually on Chafam and And while there's Gemara to be learned, there is so, are so many topics on this daf that it's just impossible to run through this daf in Chafam and So really, it's one of the most flashy meaty daf in all of Shas. So we discussed last week... Um, that uh, about the chi of the obligation of women in benching. So before we go on, let's just this this topic about uh, sorry the, the women's obligation in kiddush. Sorry, and how a man if he already was fulfilled his obligation in shul, how he can come home and fulfill his wife's and discharge his wife's obligation if they're both chayavos or he's chayav and she's chayavos minator if they're on the same playing field. Today we're going to discuss a little bit more about um, about um, uh, kiddush we we'll can discuss about Havdalah and benching tomorrow and probably early next week as well before we go on in the Gemara. So, let me ask the question. So we said, if you look in the Gemara, we said, Amar um, of Adabar Ava, probably about 15 lines down. So just to review that Gemara. Umar of Adabar Ava, it's the middle of the line, it is exactly 2, 4, 6, 8, 10, 12, 14, oh, not bad, 15 lines down. Amar of Adabar Ava, Noshim Chayavos B'Kiddush women are obligated in Kiddush and Shabbos, Divar Torah, Minatora, Amai, why? After all, it's a mitzvah's essay, Shezman Grama, and we know of mitzvah essay, Shesman Nashim we know that any positive, time bound mitzvah women are exempt from. So why are they Chay? Why does Rav Rava say this? So Abai says, You're right, they're really not Chayavas Minatora, they're only Chayavas Midrabanon. <coughs> Amalei Rava, Rava says to him, What do you mean only Chayav Midrabanon? Rav Adoravah actually. Explicitly states that Chayavos Minatara. And he said, according to your logic, the according to your logic, then if you're saying they're obligated, but Midrabanon, that would mean that they are obligated in every mitzvah essay, which is azman grama. they're at least obligated Midrabanon. And that's not the case. In other words, you're, what you're diluting this statement and saying there's still Chayavos Minatara, that would imply that for every Mitzvah, Essash grama, every positive, time down mitzvah, they be obligated mitzvah which is not the case. Elmer Brava <coughs> he says, you're right. It is a mitzvah. The but there's a special limon there. zachor v'shamor. It says in Parshas Yisro in um, Parakha of Shmos, zachor, and in Parake of in the second dibros it says shamor. And we learned out that, that we say in the zachor v'shamor, but dibor echonemru. Kaddish said it at the same time. So even though they're not juxtaposed. To each other in the Chumash, <coughs> we still learn out a Hekish, a comparison. And what is that comparison? Koshi yeshno b'shmira, yeshno Whoever is obligated in the Shamor and the Losa says of Shabbos, is now obligated in Kiddush, which we learn out from this. Zorchus him a the Kacho teaches us the obligation to be mekaddish, to infuse Kiddusha, to, to articulate the kedusha, the sanctity of the day. And Vahani nashi, and these women, ho'il Isnu b'shmira, Isnu ischirah, since they're obligated in shmir and the losa assays of Shomer, they're obligated in the assays. The question is is there anything else that we learn out besides, besides Kiddush that women are obligated in from this Hekesh, from Shomer and Zachar? So let me ask you a question. We know the Pasuk says as follows The Pasuk says in Shmos, Vahiba Yomashish, it was on the sixth day of the week on Friday, Laktu to Mishnah. Every Jew, when they came out of their tent in the midbar, they found a double portion of the man. And right? And therefore, because of that, what do we do today on Shabbos? We have Lecha Mishnah. We have two chalas at each meal in commemoration. Happens to be, by the way, there's a Machlokes. Is this obligation to us to have Lecha Mishnah, Torah, or is that Midrabanon? Are we obligated on a Torah level, or is this just an Asmachta? This just happens to be a postage that tells us, really, but it's really Midrabanon. And that's the machlokas between the magen and the taz, but that's not critical for right now. What status it is? Question is: Are women obligated in lechem mishnah? Are women obligated to have two? If they let's just say their husband is traveling and they're alone for Shabbos, when they have the sudda Shabbos, must they have two challahs? Are they obligated in two challahs? Or yes. or not that it would ever happen to anyone here, but for whatever reason we don't wait for our wives to come to the table and we cut the challah and they come down ten minutes later. Does she now have to go ahead and start her meal on a mozi, on two, two chalas? Or can she rely on the one kala that was uncut? It's actually machlo, because we have to cut both chalas. But let's assume there's one extra roll. Is that good for her? Does she actually have to go out of her way to take a matzah out of the, uh, out of the uh, pantry? And now have lechah Or can she start a meal just with one challah? So, Rabbeinu Tam, listen to this. Rabbeinu Tam, in his Sefer Yashar, says that women are obligated in lechah because... Afhein Those they too were involved in the nes. Now we saw many times. Rishua ben Levi gives this famous statement that women are obligated in certain mitzvahs because afhein They too were involved in this. And what three examples does the Gemara give? Purim, Chanukah, and Daled Kosos. <coughs> now there happens to be a machlokas. Not all mitzvahs lel say there. Most of them are so Talking about Mikra Megillah, and Nerus Hanukkah. Now it happens to be Machlokas, Rashi, and Tosfos, an argument between them. What is the reason? What does Afinu Abiyosu Anis mean? So Rashi says, as we've seen many times, because of the Noshim led to the nace. the women were the actual root cause of the Kodesh Baruch, intervention in giving a nace to us. On Hanukkah, Yehudis An on, on Purim, who was Esther, and, uh, and the Noshim Tzedkani, who gave birth under very difficult circumstances in, in Mitzrayim. Tosos rejects that and says that's not af, hein, hayu, means they were included not that they caused it but they were included in the Nase that's Tosos' premise he disagrees with Rashi it wasn't because of a particular woman that caused the Nase but they too were the beneficiaries of the Nase Tosos here Rabbeinu Tam in particular extends this to include Lechem Mishnah they too benefited from the miracle that Hashem gave us a double portion now the mon in general was a miracle obviously but the fact that we got a double portion so we wouldn't go out on Shabbos is also a miracle. The Marami Rotenberg um, disagrees. Let me just give you a little historical context. I like to do a little Jewish history. Marami Rotenberg lived from 1220 to 1293. He was a student of one of the Balei Tosos, Rav Mi Paris, Rav of Paris. And Rav mi Paris defended the Talmud against Louis IX. Louis IX was, was not a good king to the Jews. And he put the Gemara on trial. And despite Rav Echiel Mipari, who was one of the Bali Tosro's staunch defense of the Talmud, it was decreed in, what was the date? In June 17th of 1244, that 24 wagon loads of Gemara and Talmudic manuscripts would be burnt publicly. And this was obviously a devastating thing, 24 wagon loads. And at that time, it wasn't exactly like you had 5,000 shasim in one community. It wasn't like that. So 24 wagon loads, they gathered up everything they could and they burnt it. And uh, Marami Rotenberg um, actually wrote a kina on that that we still say today, Tishabah, Sa'ali, um, Shali Serufa, um, Shali Serufa, and we say that kina today actually still on Tisha B'Av, In any event, so Marami Rotenberg, it's a fascinating story. He uh, he moved to Jeremy, he settled in Rothenberg, he set up a yeshiva there, eventually, he wanted to make his way <clears throat> to Eretz He set up a yeshiva, and some of his talmidim were very famous, the most famous was the Rosh, Rabbeinu Asher, who's, who we Poskin like. He was the considered the great uh, Posik. As a matter of fact, we discussed multiple times that the Shulchan Aruch, the Mechaber, took three Poskin, and he ruled the majority of them. For the, he took, like, the, the, um, one of them he took was the, the Rambam, he took the Rush. I think the other one was the Rif. Two of them were Sfardi, so he slanted Sfard. But the one that he took, he, he always passed him like, Achrei Rabban Hatos, you take the majority. And the one he took was Rabbeinu Asher. So Rabbeinu Asher's Rebbe was the Mar- Marami Rutenberg. <clears throat> Eventually he wanted to go to Eretz an apostate who recognized him, found him on the way, sent him back to Germany. He was imprisoned and ransomed. And this is the famous story that the Jews um, <clears throat> of, of Rothenberg, of, of Germany, went ahead and gathered money to pay the ransom and he prohibited them from paying it. He said if you do this, it's only going to encourage how, how true it is today we see, you will only wind up encouraging other Rabanim and Talmid chachamim to be kidnapped and ransomed Just and for the, the for the money. And for that I forbade you I forbid you to go ahead and to ransom me. He actually the, he languished in prison the last seven years of his life. He was allowed to see Talmudim actually. They, they were allowed to visit him after he died, there was, his body was not recovered until 14 years later. There was actually a very wealthy Jew by the name of uh, Alexander Suskin who went ahead and redeemed him on one condition. It wasn't one condition. He said, I'm going to redeem him, but please, my only request is, my only bakash is that when he, I die, please bury me right next to the Marami Rotenberg. And if you go to Worms today, you'll see two Matzevos. I get goosebumps. You get two Matzevos, you see the Marami Rotenberg and Alexander Suskin's Matzeva right next to him. That's the Maharami Rutenberg. What a goddol. He said, don't go ahead and ransom me. He languished in prison in the last seven years. Anyway, it was the Talmud of the, it was the Rebbe, excuse me, of the Rosh. And he disagrees with Tosos. He says, I, I reject Rabbeinu Tam's opinion. Rabbeinu Tam was the one that said, the reason we go ahead and women are obligated in Lecha Mishnah is because afhein <laughs> ha'yib He said, that doesn't really make sense. The only time we employ this concept of afhein <laughs> ha'yib is when the Neis was designed to save the Jews. It was literally a Yeshua. Here there was no danger. The fact that the Kosh Baruch, it's an amazing thing that he gave us Why a double portion. But it didn't... Him it wasn't a danger? That was. That's exactly Why it. That's the only time we do employ it. But here, by Lech HaMishnah, there was no danger. That's what he's arguing on. Right? No. He agrees the other three cases. That's exactly it. Those three cases, the common thread, mm. is that there was actually a threat to the existence of B'nai Israel. Here, so we were saved through that nase. But lechem mishnah, it's a nice commemoration. We're not; it's not a miracle that saved us. So he actually disagrees. <clears throat> uh, similarly, Rav Shlomo Kluger also defends the practice of women who do not partake in the obligation lechem mishnah, and he says also it's, it wasn't necessarily instituted to give thanks for a specific. Uh, it, it was sorry. It was instituted to give thanks for a miracle that saved us, along the same lines. This really wasn't the miracle that saved us, and therefore, um, women are not necessarily obligated in in, in lecha mishnah. It happens to be if he rejects if they reject rabenu tam, then why are women obligated in lecha mishnah? So the Ran, actually in our gemara says based on our limut. koshi yeshna b'shmira yeshna b'shira. If we're going to say that women are obligated in all losases then who's to say that the flip side, Zohar, only refers to Kiddush? It should apply to all the essays of Shabbos, says the Ran. And therefore, since women are obligated, b'shmira, they're obligated to Lecha Mishnah and all the mitzvahs I say that on Shabbos because of the same limud. So it doesn't, it's not limited to the scope of Kiddush, but it also includes Lecha Mishnah. And in fact... Abdallah? We'll get to that in a second. It's a great question. We're gonna discuss that at length tomorrow. Women in Abdullah at length. I don't think we'll have time today. But <clears throat> so in fact, he says that this Limur comes to extend to women and the Ron. So it's interesting Machlokas Rabbain and the ron, where we learn out the source that women are Lecha Mishnah. Is it from Afhain Hoy Does that really apply here? Was it a miracle that really saved them from, from danger? Not necessarily. Um, but, and therefore the Ron says, even if you reject Rabbeinu Tam, as the Marami Rotenberg does, as the Shlomo Kluger does, um, but still, you can still say they're obligated based on the Ron, because kosh yesh no b'shmira, yesh no b'schira, for all the mitzvahs essay. Wonderful. Point number one. Second point. What is the purpose, now we're going to go to Kiddush. What is the purpose of Kiddush Friday night? What, what does it add? Why do we have this? So this is a, a machlokus between the two heavyweights, the Rambam and the Ramban. Why do we go ahead and have Kiddush Friday night? So listen to the Rambam's Lashon, and this is going to take us into Abdullah. The Rambam says as follows. It says, his exact words, first let's do the, let's, the Rambam says, You have to remember a remembrance of Shabbos. You have to remember Shabbos in, the, in its entrance and its exit. The Rambam says you're really demarcating, you're really separating Shabbos and Chol. The purpose of Havdalah and Kiddush is to separate Chol and kadosh, And therefore, the Rambam says that just as we're obligated in Torah to make Kiddush Friday, you are obligated to make Havdalah Saturday night, Motze Shabbos, to bookmark, to bookend Shabbos. It separates. Right now, we start Shabbos with Kiddush, end of Chol, beginning of Shabbos. At the end of Shabbos, you make Havdalah, separate Chol from, from kadosh, To bookmark, to demarcate, to demonstrate. According to the Ramban, listen to the Lashon of the Ramban. <coughs> he says, <coughs> He focuses on Lekacho, and he says, <coughs> Through our remembrance, we're infusing Kedusha. We actually add a level of Kedusha to Shabbos. And he gives amazing examples. <coughs> he says, Now, let me ask you a question Do we need, the Shabbos need our infusion of Kedusha? or it comes by itself. The Gemara in, in Beit Zetaf, Yud Zayin, clearly says, Kitshavakaima. Whether we do anything or not, Shabbos, when the sun goes down Friday afternoon, we're not involved in the Kiddushah of Shabbos, as opposed to the Kiddushah of Yom Tif, right? Yom Tif, we go ahead and make based on when we're Mekadesh the Chodesh. We know 10 days later is Yom Kippur, which is why <coughs> the bracha, this is incidental, the bracha we make in Shemun Esrei is Mekadosh Shabbos. But when it comes to Yomtef, we say, Mikadosh Yisrael Yisrael. 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 Vazmanim. Why? Because we are infusing Mikadosh Yisrael Vazmanim. We are Mikadosh Yomtef. Through our Kiddush HaChadosh, we have an active role. Shabbos, we have no infusion of kedusha. It comes by itself, whether we like it or not. Thank you, Blazer. So Shabbos comes whether we are involved or not. So then, what is the Ramban saying that we add a level of kedusha? So there are plenty of sources. The Gemara in says that we have to go ahead and say a bechor is kadosh, even though the Gemara in says it's kadosh mirechem. when a bechor is born. Let's say a bechor of an animal is born; it's you have to give the bechor. You have to give as a carbon. It's already kadosh Miracham. The second it exits the womb, and yet we still have to say it because we still have to give it because even things that are certain things that are kadosh be we still have to add. For example, it also says the 50th year of every Shemitah is called Yovel. Yovel. Yovel comes whether we like it or not. And yet, Bezin still has to say MeKudosh MeKudosh. Why? Because there are certain things that even though they're already inherently Kadosh from Hashem, we still have to give our, not approval, but our input into it. So he says, we make Kiddush, says the Ramban, it's to give our Kiddushah to Shabbos. It's to lend our Kiddushah to Shabbos. So right away you see a glaring difference. Is Havdalah then according to the Ramban going to be minat Torah? The Ramban. He says it's to infuse Kedusha. Are you infusing any Kedusha when you do Havdalah? No. Nope. That's why the Ramban says Havdalah is only Midrabanon. The Rambam says who uses it to demarcate the beginning and to bookend the end minat Torah. You're separating Shabbos from the rest of the week. So according to the Rambam, even Havdalah is minat Torah. According to the Ramban only kiddush is minat Torah because of those two reasons. <clears throat> now, on, on top of what you said about the Kiddush, Rabban also says that you say and you actually count 7,000 years of Jewish history within that one positive Kiddush. And, we'll, we'll get to that. It says you actually fulfill the mitzvah of every day. Of, yeah. uh, uh, we'll get to that. Uh, we're not 7,000 yet, 57, but <laughs> soon enough we'll, we'll, we'll be there. Okay. <clears throat> now, what's interesting, by the way, what's interesting, by the way, is that the Shulchan Aruch actually rules, listen to what he says, he says, when you come home Friday night, you should go ahead and eat right away. So the Mishnah Bruh explains there, that in order, you go home and you eat right away, so that the sooner you eat, the sooner you're going to make Kiddush. And therefore, if it really is like the Ramban, then you want to infuse Kedusha as to a much into as much of the Shabbos as you can. So therefore, when you get home Friday, night, don't dilly-dally. If you have guests, sit on the couch for a half hour and then go to the table. The Mishnah Bruh explains the Shachanach when you're supposed to eat right away because if, kedusha, if Kiddush is the Makadesh of Shabbos, you don't want to only infuse 23 hours of Shabbos with the kedusha. You want to 20, infuse all of it. Now, we have so much more to do. Uh, I don't, it's 9 o'clock. We'll, we'll pick up tomorrow. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm game, but I don't want to keep anyone. Pick up tomorrow? Yes. Okay. Have a wonderful day. We'll pick up tomorrow. Tomorrow is not Rosh Chodesh, so we have a lot more time. We'll pick up tomorrow. Have a wonderful day, everybody. Chodesh Tov.